Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block. Come how you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fad five during prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yo, what's good, War Room family? We're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Jimmy the Blueprint, and I'm at the round table this evening with my brother, B. Austin, Jaden Styles, you dig? <laughs> March Madness has begun, and Major League Baseball is out here in our checks, setting up generational wealth. So keep it locked right here as we talk about all of this and everything else happening in the world of sports. Get it on a conversation yourselves. Make sure you sign in right now to the JW Realty chat room, and that's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us in about 10 minutes when we open up the Digital Extreme Technologies hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. Before we get started, make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air, check out all of our archived episodes, and you can find that at the hub for everything we do, which is WolfSports.com. You can go to our mobile app. You can iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google, and anywhere you listen to your podcast. Just make sure you check out, like, you know, some of our past work. We've been putting in work for years before podcasting was as popular as it is now. We've been putting in work for damn near a decade at this point. But anyway, man, what's good, be awesome? What's up? What's up, King? Damn, we a decade in. We a decade in on y'all. <sighs> I feel bold, man. Golly. Yo, when we started this, when we started this, Zion was probably about 120 pounds. <laughs> yeah, we definitely out here, man. We've been we were putting in putting in mean amounts of work, you dig? You know, so uh, salute to us. That's right. We salute ourselves. But uh, what's, how, how's everything going, man? You staying out of trouble, man? You know, maggot on here, Bobby? What's going on? I just, I'm ducking MAGA. I'm looking out for Confederate flags, and I watch out for white sheets. And outside of that, I'm good, brother. That's up, man. That's what's up, man. Anyway, man, um, we got a lot to talk about, man. So the bottom line is we might as well just jump right into it because uh, you know how we do. We always run over. So let's just jump right into the topic instead of guessing around, and we could talk about some hot topics. And let's talk about, first of all, let's talk about how much dough you can make betting on sports at my bookie. The NBA and NHL seasons are into their final stretches. So if you still haven't got my bookie, this is a great time to do just that. Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports. You can join the War Room and thousands of other online players who place bets at mybookie.ag. If you're tired of getting to run around other services when it's time for a payout, listen, just go to my bookie. We urge you to. You win, they pay fast and without any hassle. You're wasting your time sports betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can play wagers after the game starts. Now, I know that sounds crazy or breezy for some of you guys out there, 
Um, they let you show, cheat. As the game starts, go in, and you still <laughs> you still could bet. Join now. My bookie will match your first deposit with a hundred percent bonus. That's right, one hundred percent. What you do when you go to my.ag is use the pro code WARROOM. That's W-A-R-R-O-M, WARROOM, word, and you act this offer. Visit mybookie.ag. You know, join today, play, win, and get paid, period. Listen, listen, now, listen. Let me bet on Manny Pacquiao after he already won the fight, and I got some <laughs> bread. Come on, y'all. Yo, if that ain't oh, come yo, on, man. So for listen though, listen, listen, man. We gotta talk about this bread that's going out in Major League Baseball, man. You are the father of a young, a young, who's a soccer phenom. I'm hearing. Um, but let's talk about this bread being given out in Major League Baseball. Mike Trout signs the largest contract in American professional sports history. His contract is for 12 years, 430 million dollars. That's one time. Yo. <laughs> Yo, they might as well have just gave him the full half of Billy, man. Just give me just give Trout the extra seventy. It ain't nothing. It ain't about nothing. Just give it to him. Damn. Four hundred and thirty Yo. Yo, if you got four hundred and thirty million, how many young ladies would have their college tuition paid? How many households would My you thing know? is this, man. Listen, man, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know how you stay motivated when you get a contract like that. This, this is like and, – and, you know, there's been a lot of big contracts that have been handed out um, in this offseason. Like uh, Bryce Harper, who's here in my Philadelphia Phillies, got $330 million. Um, And then Bryce Harper was like – I mean, Bryce Harper, after he got that bread, Mike Trout was like, all right, watch this. So he got <laughs> Mike, Mike, Trout, Mike Trout was like Mike Trout was like hold my beer. <laughs> Pretty much, more or less. Um, you see, this is the kind of money though, right? And and you know, what up now? I see you in the chat room. Good evening. But um, this is that kind of bread that I I don't even want to use the wrong word. I would take drawing to the next level because I'm gonna say drawing because we're on a. Uh, you know, a national broadcast. So we were in the privacy of um, our group chat. I'd use the, the word I want to use, but I would take it to the next level. And it's not even that. It's not even that I'm not a conscious brother. It's just that that's the kind of money right there. You just it just makes you do stupid things. Like I probably would never be in shape to play the game. So let's see how Mike Trout responds to that because that's so much money. How does one live up to a four hundred and thirty million dollar contract? How do you even live up to that? Yo. That's a that's a great that's a great point. And my thing with that is when you start talking about the motivation, how do you stay motivated, right? So when you talk about other sports, you can at least say, well, the motivation is these guys have the opportunity to earn another contract. So you can at least say, well, you'll maintain a, 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 a some modicum of an all-star level performance if you are an all-star type guy. Or if you're a great player or a very good player and you know that you have a chance to double up on your contracts, particularly in, in basketball and, and football, you have an opportunity. You, that, that's where the motivation comes from. Or some. When you give someone – I mean, here's the thing. Give some, he's, he's the, he, he, is, he is the best player in baseball, and he's young. So I think he's like 25 or 26. So he's fairly young. He's in the prime. He's in the prime. But – 
he could be Jimmy. He could be motivated for the next five years. Like for the next five years, he could ball out. But what about the remaining seven? What about Man. what happened? The first thing I started thinking of was all the all the all the ignorance that I would um, that would happen with me um, after probably the first year when I when I secured the bag because this is guaranteed bread. I would be listen, man. First of all, I'm never walking again. I'm going to get me a group of Jamaican Dominican BBWs just to carry me around the world, and I'll never walk yeah. again. Uh, um, so Prince Nassim, Prince Nassim Hamed, you know, the Listen, that's how far I'm taking it. I'm not even walking no more, man. And as a matter of fact, right? You know, um, I'm probably going to have a young lady as my sidekick who I'm speaking to because I'm no longer speaking to anyone, including my family or the media. They ask me questions, I'm and I whisper in her ear, and she gives the response. That, I mean, these are the kind of craziness that's going to go through my head. This is the kind of stuff I'm doing, dog. I don't know how crazy you're taking it, man, but to give me a contract like this, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm be a complete fool. And there's nothing you can yeah. do about it. I honestly, I might, just, I might just go to the Serengeti and post up in a tent with a black phone and a red phone. And I would have them phones hardwired so that they would always be able to work. And I would just have a camera set up in front of me. And whatever I wanted done, I would just pick up one phone or pick up the red phone, talk to the camera, and so it shall be. And then I go back in the tent. Like, I might have to take it to another. I would definitely invest in a spaceship. And when I came back to civilization, <laughs> it would head me straight to the spaceport, because you know they're going to, to outer space now. The trip to Mars is planned, so I would have my ticket so we could say it's not just other folks that can get in the space. And that would be, you know, that would be that. Like, I wouldn't even... Listen, I don't know... And for the folks, listen, it's not, it's not, that, I would, it's not that I wouldn't do anything, um, support, quote, unquote, positive, uh, because I would definitely find, um, you know... Um, all kinds of black power movements. But at the same time, at the same time, though, I just got to be honest, um, I'm going to draw. Like, I'm not talking to, I'm not even using, you know, I'm talking to a person for the rest of my life. Like, y'all have to go through her. And shout out to um, oh, yeah. Dominican and Jamaican BBWs, because y'all definitely would be carrying me around. I'm not walking. <laughs> I'm never driving no more. I'm never cooking no more. None of that. Never doing None nothing. That's the week. Yeah, I'm never doing nothing no more. I'm going to live a life of leisure because I earned it with my $430 million contract. Other than... 430 is earned, man. It's earned. I would probably yeah, get in shape. Get ready to play ball. I would probably I would probably get in shape, but not for what you think. Not so that, Not so that I could be prepared to actually play, but so that I could feel comfortable being a nudist in places where you're not supposed to be nude. And then I just wouldn't wear no clothes. <laughs> Like, what are you gonna say? Yo, you got a problem? How many, how many thousands do I gotta give you to shut up? I'm naked. So what? Uh, we were all born this way. Yeah. I wasn't here with clothes on. Well, I got to get dressed. Yeah, that's crazy though. But I, you know, what always happens when someone gets a contract like right, so they start to compare the sports. Now, granted, in baseball, you play far more games than football or basketball or what have you, but. At That's another time. reason why. How do you stay motivated in a hundred and some hundred and how many games is in baseball? But here's the thing, though, right? So, so said, but it's context to that too. So you play more games, but how much energy are you actually exerting? Considering when you're on offense, there's one person at a time. Like, 
there, you know, there's games where you literally chill on offense, and you even sometimes chill on defense. Like, if no one hits nothing your way, then you sometimes can stay in the outfield and shit. Like, when people throw no hitters, how much are you actually acting? That's being left field, smoking reefer, drinking beer, sitting down in porch chairs. Yeah, so it's like, you know, but when you think about the fact that, you know, um, a football, which is the most popular sport in our country right now, um, the kind of damage these guys do to each other week in and week out. And they make none of that. Like, they don't make any, anywhere near what this young man just signed for. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just okay. interesting, man. Like, because most of the like, you know, so, you know, I was in these tweets this past week, and I'm looking around. I'm seeing, like, some of the, the things that people are saying, and it's something people always say, my kid is never going to play football or baseball, giving out money like that, like, See that everywhere except Yo, for like Texas and Florida. Jimmy, they don't even they don't care uh, about that. A, a, a top notch a top notch NFL player makes less than a baseball agent. <laughs> Yo, no, yeah. you don't you can't speak to me, you make less than my agent. <laughs> Yo. Interesting. I mean, you know, that's just how the numbers bounce. And the other thing is, this is guaranteed money, unlike, you know, some other sports. You know what I mean? Like, you know, those listeners, yeah. tell us how you feel about that like, in terms in terms of, you know, your yo, kids and, and, and how you feel yo, about the, the economics of sports. Guaranteed money. Yo, why is $430 million guaranteed? For what? Yeah. Why? Like I think, I think the whole, I think the Eagles' whole roster is making like less than his contract this year, like a fifty-something roster. They should be. Yo, so <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's just crazy, man. It's crazy when you look at the um the just the amount of money. Scott, you said the the eight were tired of hearing about Bobby Bonilla Day. Salute to Bobby Bonilla for um you know finessing the MLB to get his bread a year. Um. Yeah, I mean, they were tired of hearing about it, but this is just like um, unprecedented money. Their TV money out in California is 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 crazy. They literally, right? And I was looking at this. I'm like, well, how much revenue are the Angels actually making? Because they're they're not even the Dodgers, who are the biggest draw in town in terms of L.A. But the baseball TV contract is so crazy that they can pay their entire roster just off of the TV contract. So before they sell a hot dog, before they sell a ticket to a game, before any of that, they're already making payroll. So they're print. And, you know, we like to a lot of times focus on what um, actual players are making. You have an owner that's willing to cut a check to one person for $430 million over 13 years. How much do we think he's making? That's what you might yeah. You did the question i i don't i don't know um and i'm i feel a little ignorant which I, no i'll admit no i am a little ignorant i don't feel because i'm not necessarily familiar with the finances of baseball specifically um I, you know being in, in are we're aware of how sports finance finances work here's my thing i've seen the decline of baseball through the years and baseball is one of those sports where ticket sales definitely aren't what they once were. 
And so it's kind of like, okay, people aren't going to games like that. Well, but television revenue. It's a little. It's a little different for them though, because they're in LA, and from my understanding, they do very well, like in terms of ticket sales, uh, the Angels and the Dodgers. A lot of it is because baseball is an outdoor game, so if you're in the East Coast and it's nice and cold and all that, you don't want to be out there. But if you're in LA and the weather is beautiful, people take in ball games a lot more over there. Um, oh, okay. You know, and, That's a good point. And the and, the, and they also have a huge uh, Latino community who loves baseball, the Dominican community. Um, you know, and don't cuss me because some people always tell me that I always um, mix up Latino and Spanish and that whole nine. And I don't feel like getting a lesson right now. But let's just say that um, community over there supports baseball. Um, Casey Mack is in our chat. He says that uh, the Angels are actually banking on him being the best ever. And that's actually possible with the way he started. He started his career as a rookie being the best rookie. I mean, he's pretty much been the best player in baseball since he's been in baseball. Like, one, if not number one, number two, since the day he stepped foot in the major league. So, it's quite possible we could be in the midst of watching the greatest player ever. Now, we could be with what comes with that though. What, what comes with that though is postseason success, which he hasn't had as of yet. But um, you know, at this point, you got to lock him down. But that's just a lot of money. But you know, they definitely have ridiculous TV deals that's going to help with that, and, you know, we'll see what happens. We just thought it was interesting considering that someone just got a $330 million and you pop up with a 430 and you can't even knock him. You, you thinking that he was going to come to the Phillies as well. People was like, the whole rule was, okay, they got Harper, now they're going to get Trout when he becomes a free agent. The Angels were like, nope, not going to happen. We're going to give him a deal that he'd be crazy not to sign. He's not going anywhere. So, you know, salute to him for getting that bread. Um, it's just interesting as time goes on. Now, again, I don't know who the next up is. I don't know who's in the minors or in school right now that's the next up. But as time goes on, seeing these contracts is just going to be interesting. Man, I want to see when someone first crosses the half a billion mark because we're getting close, man. We are definitely getting close. And Casey Mack put another point. Um, he says, <laughs> what's his taxes going to look like? Yeah, his tax is gonna be crazy, okay. but uh, my man Aroid, my man Aroid has already crossed crossed the half a billion. I know it wasn't in one contract, well, that's, but that's, that's what two did. Yeah, that's what two contracts. We talking about one just one individual contract, but my yo, man, his taxes is about to be crazy. He about to fund the whole war by himself. Shout out, shout out to Jimmy for saying, yo, it don't matter. He did it. He did it in two quarter billion dollar contract. We talking about one half a yo. <laughs> You know, because here's the thing. By the time, by the, if he doesn't, if he doesn't break down, um, Casey Mack also pointed that out that the biggest thing is him breaking down. Um, but he's still fairly young. He might get another deal. No. Yo, if he gets two dick, yo, I quit everything. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I didn't do it right. So people, whatever out there, it was, I didn't do it people right. People out there getting your kids baseball trainers, man. We got to bring baseball back to the hood. Got to bring it back. Anyway, man, salute to Mike Trout. We'll see what happens. I'm, you know, excited for baseball season. But uh, had to bring up that bread because, man, that's a lot of bread. But listen, man, here's a, here's a topic that I definitely want to get your opinion on because you are, you know, uh, a master of football. Um, and 
we know that the Steelers, right? Just take, think about this. A couple years ago, the Steelers had arguably the best running back in football, arguably the best wide receiver in football, and coming into this season, they will have neither. Now, Le'Veon Bell, um, who's now a New York Jet, 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 uh, he says that part of the reason he left was Big Ben. And he took some shots on his way out at Big Ben and how Big Ben, you know, gets different treatment. He runs things, how he treats people. And as he said, what he said is like players are like coming out of everywhere disrespecting Big Ben and painting this picture of Big Ben, which isn't too uh, too pleasant. Um, so what's your opinion on what's going on with the Steelers? Like, you know, they've always been a very consistent franchise. I'm not even going to say team. I'm going to say franchise because they've given their coaches – long, long leashes, unlike other teams. They've had a lot of success. Um, But what's going on now? We've never seen this before. Um, I think that we we have, and it's it's kind of unprecedented. Um, I think that Big Ben being um, a poor leader, a low-character guy, and just an overall negative is probably the worst-kept secret in football. People are aware, but I just think they've never seen teammates or ex-teammates turn on another NFL player like this. And these rumors are not unfounded. So we know some of them to be true. Um, I mean, I was rumors that he was, like, fumbling the ball on purpose because he didn't like to call the offensive coordinator. I don't know. Yeah. Play yeah. Who knows? But it's like some of the stuff that. Oh, no, I saw, like, like, I, I saw the play. I saw the play. People saw it. They they had they had it on uh they had it on tape. And normally, for other people, I may give the benefit of the doubt. But in analyzing the play, all right. So it was a it was a halfback dive. It was a running back dive following a lead fullback. And it, it, just from a common sense standpoint, we know how how good Big Ben. Is. Big Ben is borderline Hall of Famer, maybe not even borderline. He, he's a Hall of yeah, Famer. Yeah, he's borderline this one. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer. We know we know what's up there. Have you ever seen someone mistakenly hand the, the, the fullback the ball? Like the fullback had no clue he was getting the ball, and the running back was like, yo, I mean, give me give me the route. Like what, what happened? I You can't – I can't give Ben – the benefit of the doubt on a play like that because it just doesn't like it, that. That's a mistake that you don't make at that stage in the game and at this stage in his career. So I believe it. I I believe it from the things I know of him. He hated Todd Haley with a passion. Todd Haley hated him. Um, apparently, you know, from what we can see, his relationship with every well, Antonio Brown. And Le'Veon was was trash, and people are aware of who and what he is. So I'm not I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And now, in an era where everything comes out, and even the locker room isn't really sacred anymore, are we surprised that the secrets of the locker room are being revealed? I don't think so. We're in the 24/7 news cycle, yeah. and it has to be it has to be said. So I'm I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's another point. That's another point, too. Like, in the past, these things would never come out because I sort of locker room was secret. Um, I don't know if it was necessarily always a secret, but it hasn't been as, as, as open as it is now. 
Because even back in the day, um, you hear stories about people that leak from the locker room, but it's like not like it is now. Everything is just wide open, and that's the times we're in. But this well, is think, like, think this about is think about the way think about the way things were released back then. It would be an anonymous player that would go to a major pundit yeah. or news outlet and and whisper it in his ear. Now, dudes is just coming out, you know, all willy-nilly with no risk for no apparent care for life or limb or career. Like, yeah, 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 when I was in Pittsburgh, blah, 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 blah. Like, they're not even afraid of the repercussions in terms of other teams saying, yo, he's not good for the locker room because he's a snitch. Like, they're not worried about that. That's crazy. About that. It is right about that. That's That's an even bigger point. This is where we are. So, like, what happens after this, right? So, because, I mean, people could argue about whether Le'Veon got what he wanted. Um, I know he got more guaranteed money. We could argue about whether he played himself or not. But the fact is, he paid. Um, and Tony Brown said what he said, and he got, you know, a new team like he wanted. So, what happens what, – what, does anything happen as a result of this? Like, this whole thing in Pittsburgh, is it, is it a sign of, like, Bigger things to come with Captain just be throwing it back under the bus, like talking greasy about their coaches, like, or just just an isolated incident within Pittsburgh. I don't, or this I is don't what we have to look forward to because we are at a different time. I don't think it's going to become a regular thing, but I don't think it's going to be something that's as taboo as it was in the past. I think that we could begin to see every now and again someone come and speak out. Because people are encouraged to share their feelings and and let people know what's going on. And so, you know, there's a mixture of good and bad in that. There is no discretion. There is no line drawn in in the sand. So, so guys are just, you know, we're, we're dealing with a more emotional athlete. We're dealing with an athlete that is concerned with mental health now. So under the guise of those two things, you're going to see more commentary from participants in the game at all levels of sports, I believe. Now, yeah, but, you know, with that being said, though, there is something about this situation that makes it unique. Like I said, we start, that was arguably the best wide receiver and best running back. Everybody can't talk like that. If, you, if, if you're a random dude, you start talking like that, the league will X you out. You know what I'm saying? Like the league, the league is X people out for less. Only, only if you're protesting um, the biases and negativity against African American people in this country. I'm proud of that. They're not really that concerned. I threw that. Not really. I threw that for you. You I dumped the oop. But but my point is, <laughs> give me oop. My point is I like it, it, it's it's a little different to be like you know what I mean the best at, at your position. You it's sort of like a, what I call the T.O. effect. Like T was talking all kinds of greasy. But it got to a certain point in his career where it's like um, you still can play, but it's, just, it's putting up with this greasiness at this point. You're going like, to end up, gonna end up in Buffalo yeah, yeah. with nobody. Yeah, um, yeah pretty what? much. It, it, it go, yeah. Well, let me ask this. Let me flip that because we're talking about the best, arguably the best running back and best receiver in the game, right? When was uh-huh. it that that tandem of best receiver – best running back actually produced the Super Bowl. So now it boils down to how valuable is that 
to have that tandem, that explosiveness, because right now the guys that win Super Bowls are hard hat and lunch pail guys whose salaries aren't that much higher than, you know, lawyers and doctors in the New England. You so are like, oh, you are absolutely, so what's absolutely correct. That, that, that's, a whole, that's a whole different conversation, right? Because now we're talking about the success on the field, the X's and O's. And you're absolutely right. When you think about all the diva wide receivers that have come across the league, um, most of them I don't think resulted in championships, whether it be talking about Ocho Cinco, Randy Moss, T.O., these guys who are, like, boisterous and express themselves, um, don't really translate into championships. So it really comes down to your quarterback, which is why Ben has a leverage he has. Ben is a, a two-time Super Bowl champion, and like you said, probably Hall of Famer. But it's also something that, you know, I can't see this not hurting Ben in the overall grand scheme of things because outside of your the things you've already produced, now you're being looked at the douchebag. So do cats want to play for you? Like, and, and, and I know everybody doesn't lead this way. Everybody's not a boisterous leader. Hey, guys, I do this. We got to win one for the Gipper and all that. But the way that the picture that's being painted of him is somebody you don't even want to be around, like a complete douchebag. So – Man, NFL players are the most indoctrinated, indoctrinated, uh, step and fetch it bunch of athletes there are. They ain't got no real problem with them as long as them checks come in. Man. If them checks come in, they're they, they going to play with you. That's possible. But point, though, it wouldn't shock me if the Steelers actually had more success at like, getting rid of these guys because they don't transfer you look at a, Spread the ball around. Yeah, you look at a team like the Patriots or even the Eagles that won the year before that, or um, you want to go to whoever you want to go to. It comes down to quarterback play, and, and the, but the number one thing is the fat boys in front. Fat boys win Super Bowls. I got to make that a T-shirt because it's a fact. Like, offensive and defensive linemen is the game is won. So, um, right. so uh, you're right. When you start talking about it from a football standpoint, I don't know how much it will affect the Steelers. But it's just interesting to see an organization that's been like the model, the model organization. Like, I'm not talking about the recent success of the Patriots. I'm talking about overall. When you talk about the right. best no, no, no. Even, even your, example, your example is a great one because take the Patriots out of it, even though they set the tone. Take them out. When you examine my Philadelphia Eagles, we won with Alshon Jeffrey as our number one receiver. Now, no disrespect to him. He's a quality wide receiver, but I think we rate him higher than he is nationally. It's like it's like the Mike Quick conversation. You and I, growing up in Philly, mm-hmm. you might be, yeah, we got Mike Quick. If you go to San Diego and say, yo, we got Mike Quick, they're going to be like, you? Who? Same with Alshon. Who? Oh, no, no. Like, so. No, I'm, I'm saying, like, just, just, just in general, in terms of, I mean, the Steelers have have six championships, right? So the Patriots got how many? What was this one they just got? Their fifth or sixth? Uh, yeah, six. The Patriots went so I much. The Patriots, yo, I'm like, yo, it went so much that since they're number six. So, I mean, somebody, I mean, the chat was this one they just got? Was that five or six? Or, or group chat, either one. But either way, they're up there. But they got theirs in, in, in bunches. The reason I call it the Steelers like the model franchise overall, because even if you look at the teams, right, so you got the Niners up there somewhere, the Packers up there somewhere. But 
they won theirs and like they had runs. The Steelers have been competitive for decades. Like every decade, they're competing for a championship, which is different than just having a, a you know went through a run where you're just like the. It's like I always talk talk about the Chicago Bulls at the Michael Jordan run, but outside of that, eh, eh. But the Steelers are consistent. And even the way they run their entire organization has been amazing, but this is like something different. So, you know, we'll see how this whole thing plays out, but you are right in terms of the level of success that these kind of uh, position players really add. If you don't have the fat boys up front and the quarterback who make smart decisions and not turn the ball over, it doesn't matter how great your wide receiver is. It just really doesn't. You know what I mean? Anyway, so salute to uh, Le'Veon and um, Antonio for letting their hands go because I've been finding their commentary completely funny. Um, talking about Ben Roethlisberger as we call him, uh, just give it here. And for those who don't know why we call him that, look up his history. Uh, <laughs> so that's the one thing I can say. Uh, you man, Paul. Let me ask you a question about this. So in football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Shout out to DJ Willie G. And also shout to Tobias and to their squad. But the Buccaneers have made history. They become the first NFL team to hire two full-time female assistant coaches. What are your thoughts on this, B. Austin? They've been the first to do what? Repeat that. They have hired two full-time female assistant coaches. Um, I think that now more than ever is is the time you're seeing a female superstar that was traded from the Giants to um, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you're seeing more and more uh, feminine participation in the sport. Uh, so now is, is the time. It's more of an emotional game. It's more tied into, you know, how you're feeling and, and, and how you can create uh, an emotional connection with your fan base. So, yeah, shout out to them, man. Yo. Shout out to Tampa Bay fucking Yo, um, I'm not going to comment on that because it was uh, it was all kinds of toxicity within the comment. So I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> but um, the two female coaches are Lori Lucas and uh, Maral. Um, her last name is J E A D I F A R. I'm gonna uh, take a stab at it and say Java Defar. So they're the uh, full-time female coaches, the first in franchise in NFL history. Chewbacca so too far. Defensive line coach. She uh, Lucas was a defensive line coach in the um, the Alliance of American Football, Birmingham Iron. So um, so coached uh, as an intern for the Baltimore Ravens. So she's been like trying to work her way up, and you know, and she's been given an opportunity. Um. So we'll see how this uh, this plays out, man. I want to see how it plays out. Whether they become good coaches and that opportunity to be coordinators or possibly head coaches, who knows? But I think it's dope. I think it's absolutely dope. We'll see what happens. I mean, salute to the Buccaneers for taking a stab at it. If nothing else, you know they um they got some publicity for it. You know they don't mind that. Salute to a story. My only story. My only salute to a storied and historical my, franchise. Here, my only problem with it, well, not problem, my concern with this is we got to keep Jameis away from him because, uh, you know, we don't want <laughs> him any more trouble. 
We got. We definitely got to keep. We got. We definitely got to keep Jameis away from him. But uh, other than that, those stories. <laughs> Yo, Jameis, be safe though. Um, Steelers have six. Steelers went from 1980 to 2006 in between chips. This is absolutely true. But they were competing for chips all throughout there. They made several AFC Championship games. Um, but the fact of the matter is they won one in 80 and they won one in 2006. And they competed throughout the 90s as well. Like, I don't even – how many losing seasons do the Steelers have as a franchise? Like, they're always in the mix. Um but my question actually was the one that the uh, that the Patriots got was that six or was that five? That's what I was trying to figure out. Um, Scotty was in the chat room. But anyway, man, um, you know uh, the big story in sports today is that it's March Madness. So um, this is a, a glorious time going on now uh, for the NCAA college basketball, or as I call it, the cartel, who steals money. Um, the games have started today. Uh, B. Austin, I don't, I don't know if you fill out a whole bracket of what you have, but uh, let me uh, pull up my my of my world is in Zion. Oh, my bad. Yeah, we already know. We already know that uh, Zion Williamson, aka now the Joy, um, who is someone calling the last college basketball star. Like he's a, a complete star. Um, but let's see, let's see. So LSU has already won. LSU and Yale, they were the three seed. Yale was the 14 seed. LSU uh, moved on. Maryland just beat Belmont. Maryland was a six seed. Uh, Belmont was the 11 seed. So Maryland wins that game. The Terrapins move forward. So that's uh, what else has happened already. Michigan State, number two seed. Um, and all these all these things that I'm talking about, this is in the east uh the southeast bracket. Uh let me see. So Michigan State beat Bradley. Bradley was a fifteen seed, Michigan State two seed, they moved on. So that happened. Um, like I said, this is all in the east. The east is in the house. Oh my god, danger. Um, let's go. It's the other side. So nothing over there to report as of yet, but the games have started. But be awesome. Here's what I gotta ask you, man. Gotta ask you. You said Zion, you're gonna roll with Zion overall. But who do you have in your final four? Uh I have Duke, UNC. Yeah. Uh-huh. Xavier and UCLA. Yo, I'm looking for Xavier. I'm like, yo, I'm looking for Xavier. Like, where's Xavier at? In the, uh, yo, I don't even have time to find him. I'm gonna be for my four are Duke, uh, Michigan, North Carolina, and my home bias. I'm going with the Villanova Wildcats. Uh, in the finals, I have uh, Duke playing Carolina. And because I think everything is fixed, I think Duke's going to win. Zion's going to walk off as a champion, and he's going to be the reason they win. But I think Duke and Carolina is what they want um, in the finals. So, you know. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah, what yeah. Happens, definitely. Duke it's, very, a Duke it's, it's very exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Scott, you got me that answer. Um, Patriots now have six. What's their sixth championship? that they just got this past year. So they're right up there with the Steelers in terms of being tied at six. 
Um, so, with that being said, though, um, everybody out there, let me know who you got in your final four, man. Everybody going Duke. I haven't seen one person yet that doesn't have Duke at least in their final four. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's what it is. But, you know, salute to the tournament. Salute to all these gentlemen getting a chance to play on, on national TV. Salute to all the gamblers out there because this is what it's really about. It's really about the gamblers. It's really about those pools at work. Salute to everybody playing a pool at work. You know what I mean? Um, and salute to everybody that's going to be salty when Duke loses. Because I think Duke going to sell us all out. I got either, I got Duke either winning the whole thing or losing to a team they have no business losing to, one or the other. Yeah, I got I got the upset special all day. Andre Barrett gonna get a bag to uh he gonna get a bag to take the dive. He mad that Zion is better than him. <laughs> yeah. Um moving on though, I got before we before we uh get into anything else, I wanna give you the stat of the week. It's about the uh Roman Moore Germans to eight dollars. Man, Dirk Nowitzki, he just surpassed Wilt Chamberlain. Um, to be the number six spot on the NBA's all-time scoring list with over 31,000 points, 31,424 points. So Dirk, um, in his gazillionth year, has passed Will, has put up all kinds of crazy numbers. Who would have thought that we'd be mentioning Dirk in the same breath as Will, um, considering how soft he used to be? That's just my opinion. I'm on record saying how... I don't think Dirk would have ever become the player he is um, until he got him a sister. But that's either here nor there. Um, where do you have Dirk Yo. all time? Because I think this is an interesting conversation because when you talk about position players, right? So Dirk, I, you know, many would consider him. He's a power forward. Um, you mean unpowerful. Small forward position. He's a, okay, as you call him, unpowerful forward. Where does he rank all time, though? Like, we know his scoring ability. Um, not an athlete, really, but where does Dirk rank, though? And he's definitely not top five. Is Dirk top ten? Is Dirk top 20 players of all time? Top 20, top 20, 25, probably. And here's the thing, right? So we've devised a great criteria that can be used to gauge eligibility for the Hall of Fame. And one of the things that we do is, okay, can you tell the story uh, of the game? Sam's said player. Not not without Dirk, right? You can't. Can you can't. can you can't you can't? Was he at any given time the very best at his position or top three? Was he top? Think, was he top? I think he was. I think that one year okay. Dirk had where he came back with an attitude and he won MVP of the league. He probably was the uh-huh. best player in the league that year. Like that one year, he had a he had that one year where he was just playing out of his mind. He won MVP, so I think that Dirk he could, he could check that box off too. And they, I don't he, think he, he had, had one. Like he four, had four or five years span. He had he one, one year. year. For one year, I think he was better. He had one year where you think he was the best, and that's fine. I, I can we can agree to disagree, but I will admit that he was definitely top two top three, so I get where you're going with that. That year, if we're weighing him based on that one year, I get you. No no doubt. But how long did he sustain, mm-hmm. how long did he sustain that top three, top two dominance at, at the position? Not even necessarily um, not even necessarily at, at, in the league overall, but just at the position. 
would you take, you know, Dirk over KG? No. And that's would you point. take so Dirk? He played, he, he, he played, he played with a KG and, and Duncan were the two best at his position. So most of his right. career, they were the two best at his position. But that one okay. year, and I think that one year, Dirk, Dirk was shooting over 50%. He, no, uh, no, no, I know, I know. That one year, that one year, he he channeled his inner Larry Legend, and it and he was Das Negro Killer. But my question is, what on a sustained basis, on a sustained basis, for for as long as he played, how long would you count him in the top? I don't know top three at his position, and I have that one year. But when I take that year away. And I'm not even arguing. I'm not even arguing for him not to be Hall of Fame. I'm kind of using this criteria to really judge where I'm going to put him all time, because I don't think he's better than his two contemporaries that we mentioned. I definitely don't. I don't yeah. think he's better than Charles. I don't know that he's better than Carl. And I want him to be better than Carl because I hate Carl Malone. Yeah, I was he better than LJ? Better than any of them. So we're talking mm-hmm. about all right, so we talk about power power forwards. I mean, top three that always get mentioned would be Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, and Tim Duncan, right? But then you got KG yep. in there, so that's four. So it's interesting, man. Like I've heard someone try to make the argument to me that I didn't want to hear it that that he wasn't even as good as Cheese. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna say that. Um, he wasn't as good as who? Because she. She, oh no, nah, that's Wallace. Yo, I love. Listen, listen. We love us, Rasheed Wallace. But no, Rasheed didn't even want to play half yeah, the time yeah. unless he felt the competition exactly. was up to his part. So exactly. we can't throw him in the conversation. Dirk, Dirk, Dirk's, Dirk's resume, Dirk's resume speaks for itself. It, put, it puts him in elite company. But you're right. That's the whole thing with thinking about his career. Like when you think about his career, he may have only been the best in his position for one year. Like literally. Uh, but it's re- like at this point, like <sighs> it's tough, man. It's tough because I I can name if I really think about it, if I really concentrate. There's guys. All right, let me ask you a question: Is he better than Kevin McHale? Right. Is he better than Kevin McHale? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's better than Kevin. Those listening, I, mm-hmm. I, I got everybody on Facebook, Twitter, the chat. Where y'all? Where do y'all put him at? I think, him? I think, I think, Jimmy, I think I overrate Kevin McHale. I think I overrate Kevin McHale. Yep. It, it's funny, right? So, so Casey Mack said he's the second best form player ever behind Elijah. I think he's the best European player ever. Um, I always forget that Elijah Juan is a foreign player. It's interesting you say that, but he's definitely the best European player. Um, And also Casey Mack points out in the group chat, he says the year that he won the chip, they swept Kobe, then they beat in in the um, Western Finals, and then they went up against the Heatles, and they beat beat, uh, D-Wade, Brian, and Bosch. So he ran through a whole list of that year. He ran through a whole list of uh, of famous chips. All right. I can. I'm gonna ask you this because I can get a decent answer. If I ask anyone that's under thirty, they're gonna oh, no, be no, disrespectful. No, no, no. He clarified him. He said no. He said no. They didn't beat Duncan that year. They actually beat OKC with Durant and Russ. 
so it wasn't Duncan. But still, that's two more Hall of no. Famers. And his best, Let me teammate, ask. his best teammate during that run, listen to this, though. His best teammate during that run was Jason Terry. Kevin, the Jet, oh, yeah, the Jet was hard. The Jet was the closer. But question is, all right, you brought up Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale on the low, I don't think he's better than Chris Bosh. Now, is Dirk better than Chris Bosh? Yeah. Is that is that I'm is that true? Chris Yo, Chris Bosh was Kirk was twenty three and twelve. And and the other thing I noticed about I noticed I'm a, I'm gonna ask you, I'm not just gonna assume, but you don't penalize Dirk for not being a rebound. Yo, Dirk, yo, I could get more boards than Dirk in an NBA game. <laughs> Yo, Dirk used to yo, Dirk, yo, Dirk rebounding is closer to Robert Ory than it is to most elite level power forwards. Let's see, let's see what Dirk's career rebounding average. Watch, watch what I tell you. I watch what I tell you. I'm, I, I think I know what it is, but I'm not going to tell you. Would you, all right? Let me ask you. I got it right here. I want to see what your opinion is. Take a guess. Who do you think it is? What do I th- what do I think his, his rebounds are? Yeah. Seven a game. Close. It's about eight, about seven point six or uh, about eight. So you you're here. He's about an eight rebounds. Eight rebounds per game, guys. Yo, yo, so, Jimmy. Right, so yo, you, yo, you can't play thirty minutes a game and be seven feet and only get seven boards. Yo. There's small forwards that rebounded way better. Yo, Russell Westbrook is a better rebounder than Dirk Nowitzki. Yo, come on, man. I, yo, I'm penalizing that dude for that, man. Yo, no, you cannot be seven feet. I do the same thing to Shaq. If I do it to Shaq, I got to do it to Dirk because Shaq was seven foot eleven and three million pounds and only got like eleven boards. I got penalized him. I got to penalize dude, man. KG I got averaged you. ten boards. KG averaged ten but, boards, but Dirk averaged like four more points than KG. But KG would give you twenty, 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 and twenty. <laughs> Yo, oh, KG. So God, okay, let, me, uh, let me know where Dirk falls. I'm interested to see what people what people have Dirk at. And then uh, and then also James and Worthy. Also, James Worthy was a small forward, but James is small. James was small, yeah. Where where do you where do you place what knock do you give dude for his defensive liability or doesn't that matter to you? No, it does matter. Obviously it matters. We talk about like well rounded players and we talk about we just brought up Hakeem the Dream Elijah who did pretty much everything in life well, even after the football, he just, he's just winning in life. Oh yo, yeah, they used to switch Hakeem. Yo, they used to switch Hakeem on the screens, and he would be up the point guard and get steals. So that tells you what he what he was was about. Yo, we got we got a call line. I think it's Casey Mack right here. You in the war room? What's going on? What's going on, man? What up? What's the, hey, what's y'all, y'all, y'all better give y'all better give Dirk Nowitzki some love. 
LeBron would never be better than Mike and Kobe because of the championship. He, he, he no, didn't care. Not, this not, this not, Mike, real quick. Real quick. Real quick, real quick, Casey Mack, the masses are stupid. The masses also say that Jordan is better than Russell. Don't want to apply that same argument. So how can you have how can you have it both ways? You do what I'm saying? Like, so to me, the masses are stupid. I never care what the masses think. I'm just saying that there's context to every argument. Let's not ignore that. For you just to say that Dirk is better than KG, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but sometimes I want to think about it. I'm still going to make it a person and put it on our page if we haven't already done it. Because um, I want to see what I want to see what more people think because I think that's an interesting argument. I think you can make the argument either way. If someone told me KG is better than Dirk, it's like, okay, cool. If someone tells me Dirk KG is better than KG, better I can see that too. I can see both. KG was a better rebounder and defender, but not better scorer. Dirk was a better scorer. Okay. He was a better shooter so, from so, three so point so line. So what, so, so what do you put back. a premium on? What do you put a premium on? I'm putting, hey, I'm putting the premium to the fact that the team that he played on, he got them to the chip twice in the, from the West. And he won by beat, yeah. he swept Kobe. He beat, he beat Durant and Russ. He, he, beat, oh, okay. he beat Miami. Something that KG would never, okay. he could have done it. He, hey, KG, KG couldn't get out of the first round, hey. so he went to Boston. He didn't, exactly. he didn't go to Boston. Hey, he was traded. Well, when he went to Boston, that's when he got out of the first round. He never got out of the first round. He, 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 he got to the conference final did. one time with Freewell. With Freewell and um, the well, same. Hold on, though. But in that, hold on, though. Hold on. But, but that's what I'm saying. He's playing with uh, – but listen, though. When he got to Boston, they actually beat Kobe in the finals, right? And they, beat a, they beat a lot better Super Kobe team. team. They beat Super a lot better – Look at yeah, look, guess hey, what? He look at Boston and look at the Dallas Mavericks. Look at the Dallas Mavericks. Hey, we had Eric Dampier on our team in 2006 and got to the finals. We have bums on Calm our down, team. You, you ready okay. to argue, and I'm not arguing about you with this. All, I, all I'm saying is the team that he beat in the finals with the Lakers isn't the team that Dallas beat in the playoffs. You didn't beat Gasol, Odom, and Bynum. Like, you didn't beat them at their at their at their uh, apex. Uh, KG we did. We swept them. Um, we right. swept them. Not the, the not that same team. Them. Not that same team. Bullshit. Not that same team. Bynum, Gasol, Kobe was on that team. What year was it? Gasol. Oh, 2011. Let's see. Let's see. 2011. All three of them on that team. team. Hold up, though. What year? What year did the Lakers play the, the Celtics in the finals? Shit, oh eight. Oh eight. Yeah, that was oh eight. I thought that was later than that. It was oh eight. Okay. No. By the time, by the time, hold on though, hold on though. By the time, by the time the uh, Mavericks swept the Lakers, the Lakers was coached by Brown. They don't start that shit. Don't start that shit. It's a fact. Yo, Mike Brown is the worst coach to ever live. Kobe and Kobe still have a 30-point a game. Gasol is still relevant. Come on, man. Don't start that. And Dirk Dirk is older than Kobe and Gasol. Hold on, I'm literally just saying that I'm not making any argument. You you're gonna argue? I'm just stating facts, dog. Like I'm I'm literally just stating the facts. That's what I'm saying. I'm stating That's facts not... too. I'm stating facts too. 
Like I said, telling me people don't are not going to give Dirk. Dirk is not going to give. Wayne swept him. Hey, you know how you said earlier how a player on your football team, Mike Quick, he means more important to Philly than the rest of the world. The same rules apply for Dirk. Dirk, I mean, that's Dirk, fine. Dirk can't do nothing wrong here in Dallas. You, you, but everybody else, yeah, but you're, not gonna, you're not going No, once I say it, I'm giving you the same analogy. Mike Quick is important to Philly fans, but no one else in the country really, who's Mike Quick? You know, I think the same rules apply. Philly fans don't even care about Mike Quick either, though. But but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, what you're saying is, you, you know, your local, your yeah, local players. I'm trying to argue, but we weren't even, we weren't even here's, here's what's funny about this, Casey Mack. We weren't even. We, we arguing, Dirk. We were in no, fact, we were arguing the KG fact, thing. We were arguing. I say he's better than KG. I still think that. But I, I, again, yeah. you're not listening to me because I'm not arguing. I'm not even arguing you that. I'm not arguing it. I said you could be right. I just don't know if you're right. But at the same time, here's what I'm Listen. saying. The fact of the matter is, you, you you're calling in hyped up, right? And the funniest thing about this is, you rank Dirk lower than us. You said he's not even top twenty. We had him in the top the top twenty five. You I wanted to say that I wanted to say that Dirk is not top twenty, but I was on the on the He's fence not. about it. I think you I think you helped me out because that's all that's as far as I'm right now. We can name twenty right now. How how are you not twenty? How are you yelling at us when you saying he's worse than we would? I'm not yelling. I just got high vocal cords. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know what, though? Here's, here's What's what up? I can tell you about Dirk, though. Here's what I can tell you about Dirk. Uh, in about 10 years, he'll be forgotten anyway. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, maybe in D- maybe in Dallas, he'll always be a star there. But for the, for, the, for the masses, the guys you like to talk about, the masses, Dirk will be forgotten. Because at this point, we all agree Tim Duncan is far better player than Dirk. Tim Duncan is forgotten. Um, and, and, I mean, it's sad to say that's how it's going to be. What? Dirk will be forgotten. You know what helps Dirk, though? You know what helps Dirk? That's, that 31,000 points helps Dirk. You don't even know how many points Tim Duncan has. No, I don't. Tim Duncan got about 20. Tim Duncan got about 25 or 26,000. But, 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 but here's the thing, though. But, you here's know, the thing, though. The only reason I'm points got, five, only reason I'm don't points Dirk got is because he just – no, I, I've done, I want, here's my thing, though. I don't know. Only reason I don't points Scott is because we're doing a show and he just recently passed. I don't know any points Carmichael got either. I know he's up there somewhere. But you know he, you know he's number two. You know he's number two all the time. You know, you know Dirk is top ten. Yeah, but what I'm saying top, is. Top, top, top six now. But what, what I'm getting, you know, yeah, you might be right. right. And that might be because he's scoring. I don't know. Because of his personality. I don't know. Yeah. My my whole my whole point in this is you helped me out because I was on a fence as to whether I wanted to say Dirk was top twenty or top twenty five, and I know in my heart of hearts he's top twenty five. I don't believe that Dirk Nowitzki is a top twenty player of all time. I think he's the best shooting big. He's the best shooting big that we've ever seen. Yeah. But I have him somewhere between. I have him between thirty and twenty five. I think I can name twenty five players that are better. I, yeah. Casey Mack, I don't know why I'm asking you this. I don't know I don't know why I asked you this because you can't be objective, but uh Skyview has a I great can. question in our chat room. Elvin Hayes oh, yeah. or Dirk and Whiskey, because Elvin Hayes Elvin Hayes is another great power forward. And like I said, do we oh. has anybody 
Has anybody oh. ranked him in the top 20? No. And you know what? But I don't Unfortunately, think he's I, either. Okay. Do we even rank him in the top 30? Elvin and the problem Hayes, Elvin Hayes, Hayes is, I mean, the, you know, you know, you know, uh, what Elvin, you Hayes, know what's going Elvin, Hayes, 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 Elvin Hayes averaged over. Hey. Listen, you're talking about power forward now. Elvin Hayes averaged over 20 points and like 13 boards. That's an average. Okay. That's not. But, a, the, that's, but you know what the thing average. is? Wow. What what they're gonna say is this: Did he win a chip? And that's what will put Dirk over Elvin Hayes. Um. I don't, yo, I, that I, I, chip, that yo, yo, wait, Vinny, wait, 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 hey, I don't do that. Hey, that, that chip, I don't do that. Listen, that, is that crazy chip, intellectual that chip is 31,000 points. Man. That's intellectually that, lazy. Well, was Dirk was Dirk no, better that than Chuck? That, 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 that chip, that chip and 31,000 points will elevate. Was Dirk, was Dirk better than, was Dirk better than Chuck? Was Dirk better than Chuck? No. <laughs> and and Chuck ain't got no chips, no. so um, but Barkley has no chips, and Barkley has no championship. But, but, so but you know what? Here? They always hey, we've always said that Barkley is probably the best six foot a uh, forward of all time, right? Yo, was Yo, Dirk better? Was Dirk, is Dirk better him. than Carl? Is Dirk better than Carl? Is Dirk better than Carl? I get your point. I wish. I, I wish I could say yes to that. I just, because I just, I was, I just, I just want to. Mm-hmm, go ahead. I, I just want to tell y'all that uh, Elvin Hayes' rookie season, right? As a rookie, he played 82 games. He averaged 28 points and 17 rebounds. So, and, 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 and just, just to prove it, just to prove it wasn't a fluke. Uh, second year, 28 points, 17 rebounds. Third year, 28 rebounds. Would he, hey, would he do the, have those same numbers in today's game? In today's game, listen, I mean, listen, in today's I'm game. I'm not a genie, so I don't know. Because nobody, nobody's getting you 28 and 17 in today's game. I'm going to say the competition back I mean, then was crap. That, I mean, that, Will, that, that, that Will Elgin, trash. Hey. I, I, well, first Will, off, first hey, off, first Will, off, Will first Chamberlain off. is not averaging 50 points a game. In a season in today's game, ain't ain't happening. Well, well first of all, we talking about Elvin Hayes, who played, who played into the eighties. See, it's actually easier to rebound in today's game because there's less people down there to get it. And even beyond yeah, that, Casey, uh, you, you, I, I love when people. I love when people hey, tell me you don't have one. There happen. ain't nobody in the NBA. The top rebound in the NBA ain't getting you seventeen rebounds. Listen, listen the real quick. The number one rebounder in the league ain't getting 17 boards a game. Casey Mack, let, let us talk, man, because let's have a conversation here. Stop trying to brody us. All I'm saying is oh. I'll let people tell you what definitively will happen. None of us know what will happen. But what I can say is the argument of no competition back then, that's the laziest argument I've ever heard because, in fact, it was more competition because it was less team. Numbers were inflated, worn down as the league is now. Numbers uh-huh. were inflated. Numbers were inflated. You don't think numbers are inflated in 2019? Numbers aren't inflated in 2019? Hey, okay, you know what? The players are supposed to be bigger, better, and stronger, and they ain't putting the numbers up the guys back then. Why is that? Because the guys, the guys, the guys hey. didn't have the, the guys didn't have the same there, level there, of athleticism, there are more, but they were more skilled. Let me talk. The guys were more, more skilled back then. And in, and, they and had in more fact, possessions in fact, back then. 
And in fact, when you get a guy who is that is as athletic as these guys now, that's when you get a Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain was more athletic than anybody playing the game of basketball today. Okay. So who was number two athletic who was number two athletically to Will Chamberlain back then? Well, it depends. You want to listen to guys that will come against How come Embiid? Why is it Embiid getting you 20 rebounds? Will play against just as many athletes and seven-footers as anybody playing the game today. But people like to make this argument about the fact that, oh, well, the the competition wasn't as good. That's all. It's all BS. It's it's like I said, do your research. It's it's not true. Why isn't Embiid Embiid giving you 20 rebounds? Giannis giving you 20 rebounds. Why didn't DeAndre Jordan getting you 20 rebounds? How come Drummond and not averaging 20 rebounds? Andre Andre Drummond averaged 15 or 16, I believe. That's not right? 17. That's not 17 okay, I got, rebounds. Okay, I got, I, got, I got you. I got and, you. And I'm going to answer, I'm gonna answer your question. I'm going to answer your okay. question. With because Embiid's big ass doesn't get down there as much as he should because he's fallen in love with taking Jays and standing on the wing. And also in our offense, Ben Ben Simmons can't shoot. Ben Simmons can't shoot, so he's got to drive. So you have to let Embiid wander out to the wing to give Simmons room, which takes him away from the best. Okay. The Drummond and DeAndre Jordan don't roam outside the paint. So why aren't they getting you twenty rebounds? Well, first twenty off, they do twenty boards the paint because because okay why why aren't they, they giving you seventeen? Most teams most teams only play with stretch bigs, therefore you have to defend a stretch big. People don't even post up anymore. The game has changed. It's a different game, but that's why they don't give you those rebounds. It's not that they can't give you those rebounds. The game okay, changed. so you play with stretch so big once again, would, would would Elvin Hayes get you seventeen boards as a rookie in the NBA right now? How do we say How do you know what No, he would not. Employ? That's what I'm saying. You're, you're making well, you an just, assumption. You just told me. Not. You just told Why me not? the stretch it, four. Will, no, 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 no. You're not listening. Rebounds. Again, you're not listening. You are not listening. You are not listening. Because if Elvin Hayes played with today's players, what, system, what style of play would they be playing? Would they be playing a more back to the back game? Would they be playing a more spread out game? We don't know. You're just making assumptions. None of us know. I don't know either. This is why you can't take from generations and do that because and you I, don't know this. I, I, very also, also say this, Casey Mack, at, for as much running and as much as they are using stretch digs, I just saw the number one influential team on today's game turn around and tell Boogie, here, we're going to give you 18 touches on the block. So it's not as if teams don't change. <laughs> have in the with a set of players to put them closer to the Some teams will do that. Hence the reason Boogie got 18 touches on the block the other night. So it, it can happen. If you have Elvin Hayes and he's a transcendent talent that we believe him to be, maybe that coach puts him in a position to do what he does best regardless of the trends of today's game. We don't know. And by the way, um, just because people people always like to say this whole thing about uh, Wilt playing against midgets and unathletic people, I have a list of about 25 people above 11 foot that Wilt play against. But I'm not going to waste my time doing that. Casey Mack, as usual, thank you for your call. 
Um, we know your opinion is completely biased as you call from Dallas to talk about Dirk Nowitzki. And I still find it funny that you're yelling at us and you Dirk lower than us. That's that's also amazing. So thanks for your call, homie. We appreciate hey, you, KC. Name 25 legit NBA players and see if they're better than Dirk. We'll do. We'll we'll figure it out. 25 players right, better than Dirk? We'll yeah, do that. You All should. Right, no because, and KG ain't one of them. I'm gone. <laughs> Dang, KG. Yo, KG must have had an IG <laughs> model that he liked. <laughs> I see Mr. Bias online. You know what the world is going on. Hey, I'll have a bad, better day than that guy who leaked out that, that uh, pocket change capper that got. Uh, what's going on, fellas? Hey, with that, with that little bit of money, he might as well go to court. Uh, but well, y'all talking about basketball. I, I, know, I, know, I know they said that um, they said le- they said less than million. I don't know what the exact number is because a couple weeks ago they was talking about 80 million. Now they're saying it's less than 10 million. What's the truth? That's my thing. My thing is, hey, you know, I'm not worried about it. If he's happy, that's his business. But, you know, my thing is about basketball, and I hear people making the Ryan Hollis argument, talking about no competition and all this. Where the hell is the competition at now? We know one team going to win, and we just wonder if they're going to lose a game in the playoffs. Where's the competition there? That's a great point. Uh, yes, and everybody talking about athleticism. Andrew Wiggins is athletic. Is he any damn good? Minnesota would trade him for a two-piece mile, not spicy from Popeyes if they could. Uh, yeah, that's a, good, that's, a very, that's a very good point. Being athletic does not make you a good basketball player, i.e. C. James not White. So that's that's yeah. a great point. Larry Bird couldn't jump over a stack of two nickels and a dime, and he was one of the greatest you of all time. You don't even have to say so, that. I mean, look at Jerry's heart. sitting there arguing about Dirk. We we talk about Dirk. We talk about how great Dirk is, but then in the same breath, we're going to talk about how many athletes there are. Dirk ain't no athlete. <laughs> Hell, I got one for you. James Harden is scoring on at will. No nah, one's going to put him James, in decathlon. Nah, he's not a decathlete, but James is underrated athletic. Him him, and Paul Pierce suffer from the fact that they have the bodies bodies that look like 40-year-old uh, beer guzzlers, yeah. but their actual athleticism by measurements isn't that bad. Like, Paul had a had damn near know. a 40-inch vert. Nah, Paul had a 40-inch vert coming out, and James Harden is, is, is up Harden, there as well. Harden. <laughs> Harden is shifty. I don't know about how athletic he is. But, but, but Tobias, my question is this, though. Where do you rank Dirk all the time? Around the, where would you put him? If you had to place him somewhere. I got a devil's advocate for you. If Rasheed Wallace would have maxed out his ability, he could have been probably running for best no, power forward ever. We can't have that. We we can't. We We're, big Rasheed. No, 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 no. But I'm saying because I always thought he had the talent. But the thing is, Dirk, I think KG is better than Dirk. Uh, KG, yes, okay. he may not jack the threes like Dirk, but he's a, like he could do more things as well. Like defensively, he can handle the rock, the, you know, I mean, things like that. that. About Sheed's, let me tell you about Sheed's problem. And and everyone that's a part of the war room will back this up because we've known him, but they've known him since high school. Rashid only played hard when Rashid wanted to play hard. And he only played hard when the when the when the greats came to town. So if you deemed yourself a great power forward or the media deemed you a great power forward, 
Rashid was trying to put 30 on your head. But if you were just a bum, Rashid wasn't really that interested. And he has so much talent. But I think Dirk's like 25, 30. Uh, I think, you know, uh, and it's like, y'all know I believe Michael Jordan's the greatest, right? And everybody compare him to LeBron. I never use rings because, to me, a lot of times with championships, there's a lot of good fortune as well in championship runs also. Hell, think about Absolutely. it. Like, yeah, so sometimes – and it don't take away from nobody. I always look at skill. Jordan was one of the greatest athletes in the position ever. But he always had to – you know, the three-pointer wasn't even around when he was in high school. The three-point shot got put in like 1979, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, in today's guys right, well, are learning from the ground up. Here's what I want to do. I'm gonna oh. name some players. I want you guys to. I want you guys to say, say something when I name a player who um, isn't better than Dirk, right? So um, let's go Michael Jordan. Uh, let's go LeBron James, Magic Johnson, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, um, Tim Duncan. Isaiah Thomas. Larry Bird. Uh, okay, let's go to Zeke. He, he, you don't think he's better than Zeke, right? All right, so I still have a second. Right? Um, Charles Barkley. Charles yeah. Barkley. Hold on, Oscar Robertson, Hakeem Olajuwon, mm-hmm. um, Kevin Durant, Moses, Moses Malone, uh, Jerry West, um, Elgin Baylor. That's, I would even say Steph Curry. Um, yeah. We said Charles Barkley, Carl Malone. Durant. Um, how about, KD. How about Scotty Pippen? Um, nah. Uh, hey, you I got to say this. Oh, D-Wade, you can't put him ahead of D-Wade because I tell, you, I tell you what going to knock Dirk in my opinion. You cannot be the MVP. John Stockton. And you were fully healthy and you lost in the first round to an AC. Uh, John Stockton. I'm gonna put somebody like. You know, nah, I got Dirk I got Dirk better. I got Dirk better than John Stockton, though. That's me. Do you? Do you? Based upon based yeah. upon that criteria of being the best at your position, you think that Stockton was better at his position than Dirk was at his in terms of where they ranked throughout uh, their career. Yeah, I could always name I could always name three point guards I thought were better than Stockton overall. Okay. I mean, in, in the Paul Pierce. Uh, um, um, but I named pretty much. I named way more than five at this point. So I think Paul we can Pierce. get twenty-five better than Derek. Jason Kidd. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the glove. Gary Payton. I, hold up! I didn't bring up. I didn't. I didn't. Bring up David Robinson. I didn't bring up Allen Iverson. Patrick Williams. So I think it's possible. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. Anyway. Yeah, but but what I was saying about, like, Jordan, I always talk about skill set. And, like, behind athleticism, if, uh, you know, it wasn't just like, okay, Jack of threes, he can get to the rim, but that guy could operate mid-range in the post. And I've been saying for years, I wish LeBron would operate more in the post because they give him a break offensively, and he's such a gifted passer. That that this whole three point revolution has taken away is that you you can still spread the court from the post because they got to double team you and somebody's open. 
Let me tell you. Let me let me tell you something, Tobias. If LeBron James would have worked diligently on his footwork and developed two moves, just two post moves and their counters, LeBron James would have averaged a triple double by now easily. Not not just a triple double, but easily because with his size, strength, and athleticism matched with footwork and skill, he would have commanded a double, if not a triple team on the block, because there's no small forward or wing player that would have been able to guard him. And so then you get mid-post, yo, he would have traumatized, not just dominated, he would have traumatized. <laughs> like, he would have averaged, he'd have averaged 35, 11, and 11. Like, he, I, I really believe that. I believe, what do you think about, about yeah. post LeBron's post work. If he'd have got a post game, what would he have done, uh, Jimmy? I, don't, I know it's speculative. Yo, they 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 they've legislated post game out of the game. Like, oh, you watch basketball these days? You don't even allow post up. After three seconds, they'd be like, yo, um, they start they blow a whistle. Like, they've literally legislated the post game out of the NBA. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. So, I don't even know if that's yeah. possible. Um. It, it, it's sort of like the game has changed because they wanted to be the way it is because they wanted to be exciting. They're trying to get scoring up. They're trying to have Harden putting up 60 a game. They want Steph shooting freeze from all over the place because it's exciting for the fans. Like so, the old, the old, the old, the way we grew up watching basketball with guys getting in the and like putting putting people through a clinic that way. That's that's gone. I'm not you know what? Cause I saw a tournament game, right? I saw a tournament game. I mean. Yeah, I saw a tournament game and like how crazy people are about three pointers. The team was down two, had a breakaway layup. He would have made it tie the game late in the game. Probably going to OT. Kicked it out, try to shoot a three, and it's like, dude, take the two. And and, and you know, and, and I think what happens is I run I, I heard y'all talking to Casey Mack. Everybody trying to be Golden State. What does Golden State do? They have people don't understand how well rounded Steph, Clay, and Durant are. And they give the ball to Boogie because if the threes don't fall, you could dump that ball in the block. Cause that guy has a God-given advantage that maybe only Joel Embiid is better at than him. Right. Agree. Sure. Agree. Real quick though, um, Slam Magazine ranked the top 100 players of all time. So here's what's funny: they actually have Kevin, uh, Kevin Garnett ahead of Derrick. But they got Garnett at 26 and Dirk at 27. <laughs> so they got some- People just like Dirk. And can I say this real quick before I run? I know a lot of yeah. basketball pundits last year were talking about how bad Cleveland front office was, right? Is the Lakers front yeah. office any better? Uh, Absolutely not. I don't think that the Lakers But, hey, but you guys take I mean, it easy, front though. Office, All right, bro. How, how long do you give them to right. before you can grade them, though? That's the question. Take it easy, though. Peace, Casey Matt. I mean, not Casey Matt. No Tobias, my apologies. Uh, and Matthew had to come getting get from, um, you know, talking. But, you know, a lot, a lot of conversation about Dirk, man. Um, but salute to Dirk for uh, passing well anyway, man. But real quick, for those out there, you know, check out our website at warbensports.com. While you're at it, take your time and look around. Click on the Contact Us tab. Send a message about our company or, or to inquire about sponsorship and advertising opportunities. Or joining our network. For general inquiries, you can email us info at wokensports.com while you're browsing the site. Click on the memorabilia tab to buy World Sports merchandise. Click the blog tab to read all latest articles in the All Fair and Sports and World blogs and click the respective icons and tabs 
to follow us on all social media platforms. You can also subscribe to our iTunes podcast, watch our podcast, and download our app. That's iOS or Android. You know, everything. So join the JW Salibility chat room, which is blogtalkradio.com slash the war room to enter the chat room, sign up free profile on blog talk video. If you don't want to create an account, you can sign into your Facebook or Twitter accounts, and while you're at it, click follow to get updates and reminders about the show. We'll be taking questions and posts from everywhere, as we've been doing, um, from Facebook, Twitter, our group chat, the chat room, uh, everywhere where we have people sending us messages. We will be talking about them during the course of the show. To call and speak with us, dial the Digital Extreme Technologies hotline, which is 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. So we have to talk about some things that happened this past week while you were on the group. And this is brought to you by Sports the Book. Bottom line, it's the greatest sports book ever written, and I can say so because I wrote it. Um, and you can get the book at sportsthebook.com or right at our hub at warroomsports.com. But real quick, we got to talk about some things that happened this past while we were on the grind. B. Austin's favorite boxer, Adrian Broner, was caught riding coach. You know, he always has, uh, you know, um, big book talk. Um, and someone caught him in coaching like we do with everything these days. They went on social media to clown him about him sitting in coach. Uh, Adrian, <laughs> Adrian Broner, who's comical, is why I'm still comfortable, um, whatever that means. But, and, and, but the boy who put it up on, <laughs> put it up on his uh, IG story or whatever said, yo, this boy is broke. Um, you think Adrian Broner is uh, having some <laughs> having some financial difficulties, or he was just being uh, real real smart with his money? What do you think about Adrian Broner riding coach, man? Um, definitely think that he doesn't have the money that he fronts with. I think Adrian Broner has been able to master the um, Adrian Broner has been able to master the um, the uh, paper. The, the blank paper underneath the hundred dollar bill trick. That's what I believe. So um no, that, that, you know, but here's the here's the here's the thing though, man, like and I heard this from somebody who um who works on like a video you know, um works with certain artists and the new trick is they don't even they don't even do it anymore. The new trick is buy prop money. Right? So you can go to Amazon now and um buy prop money. But, uh, and buy you know, prop the person that, money. Wow. The person that told me this, um, the person that told me this, did, I'm not even going to put the name out there because I don't want to ruin it, but they did work with a, a certain artist known as Black Youngster. And um, <laughs> they, they, they they did work with him personally, and, you know, they kind of put me D with, with what's going on now. The new trick is you just go to Amazon, you get some prop money, and, you, you know, make sure on IG videos. Money ain't the root of all evil now. now. We was told that by why looking like attention is. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So Adrian Broner, man, I hey, coach Luther A. Man, you know, um, about billions, usually. But uh, real quick though, Rob Kraft, you know, the Florida prosecutors—they're offering him a deal to drop solicit solicitation charges. And also, I hear that um, he's suing to keep the tape from release because there is tape of him getting a rubbing tub. Um, I don't even know if it's possible now to stop things from being released. You just want to deal with it. But somehow, you want to make the net. We all know that. I don't know who wants to watch Robert Kraft. <laughs> so, like, even if it does, who's clicking on that? Other than sports bloggers trying to get their jokes off 
Who the hell cares about you getting the rub and tug, dog? You know what I mean? Oh. all the rub and tug ladies out there, man. Y'all do important work. I'm I'm not I'm not with trafficking minors, but you know, for those adults that you know, um, that's what they want to do, man. Salute to y'all, man. <laughs> he got a he got a pocket pool. Oh my god, this man. What are we doing in 2019? What are we doing? Oh my god! He got a pulling peak. Listen, man. Anyway, um, how about this story right there? I know this will piss a lot of people off, especially those who like take the kids to the game to see specific athletes. That's one of the things, right? So I had six season tickets a couple of years ago when they were in the process, and this is when they stunk. I mean, they had a terrible team, won like 10 games, but I had great seats. And part of the reason that you get seats is to watch the uh, opposing teams come in. Okay, the Sixers stink, but I get a chance to watch KD, LeBron, the best at their craft play the game. Um, well, a couple of days ago, the Lakers and Bucks had a game. And a fan paid $7,000 to see this game because he wanted to see LeBron versus, you know, um, Giannis. And it just so happens that Giannis and Bron both took the game off. So how false would you do if you pay for an expensive-ass seat to take your boy to see two of the best players in the league play and they were, like, um, taking that night off just for load management, as they call it, Paul? New new ninjas, just new ninjas. I don't get involved. Yo, <laughs> yo, yo. I be I be talking about competitive greatness, and you be arguing with me. I don't see how you don't see it, man. These dudes don't care. They don't care about ball. Yo, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Like, and people, one of the guys who started this is your man Greg Popovich. But yeah, here's the I'm thing. Not. Here's the thing, right? And and. And the point that he was making is, you guys, and, and it's kind of like you know Casey Mack calling and talking this championship thing. People make champion people in the masses talk about championships in such a way that people are willing to kind of like focus primarily on that. So therefore, if I feel like I could give you a couple nights rest in the course of the season because it helps me long term with the long term goal of winning a championship, whether it's this year or next year, just by taking like you know wear and tear off of you, I'm going to focus on that. It's kind of the same logic that makes people say, okay, well, you want to talk about a championship? So I'm Kevin Durant. I'm going to go sign with the Warriors. Because we don't put a premium on just like the competition from night in, night out. We put so much of a premium on championships. People are willing to do things that in the past they wouldn't do. Right. Yeah, I I, I definitely don't disagree with that. Definitely don't disagree with that. There's an over emphasis on championships to the point where it actually hinders the individual play and the competitiveness of the athlete because they don't take the game serious. Like this literally is, I don't take the game seriously. Like I don't take, because the only (laughs) thing I take seriously is winning a chip. Like every day, night in, night out, my job, nah, that's not important because I need these chips, baby. I got to compete with Michael. That's what it is. You right, Michael ruined the game. Oh yeah, I, I got a theory that Michael ruined basketball overall. Even even down to the whole idea of like the hero ball, when it comes down to the last play of the game, your best guy has to take the shot, and if not, he's trash. Like it, it's funny. I don't. I don't. I think. I think Michael there's a balance. I, 
I think there's a balance to that. I think that you you do want your best player. You do want your best player mm-hmm. to um, gives you the best chance of winning. But I don't think you have to force that at all times. I think there are, of course, cases where, you know, you do have to make a good basketball player's balance. I think it's balanced. I think it's not it was, all um, one way. It was either it was either oh, I forgot to remember whose book it was. But I read some damn books. It was either Carl. It was either George Carl or, my, or um, either his book or Dr. J's book, where they talked about like the whole. I think it was George Carl's book maybe. We talked about the whole idea of you would see teams back in the day. Um, who would run plays all game long that work. But then when it comes down to the game, give it to your best player and get out the way. Like, yo, we've been running successful plays all game long, but now because of this new, this new mentality in basketball, forget the fact that we have a play that's worked 10 times in the course of this game. Um, it's like, yo, we need hero ball now. Anyway. Yeah. We got the call on the line real quick. Let's get, let's get a ball. Example the same thing like you said. Example of the balance. You in the war room. What's going on? <laughs> the women are always saying. Can you hear me? Sometimes I want to. Rob. But then my nana complains about her husband, and I'm just like. All right, man. He ain't listening to us now. We tried to bring Rob on the line, but he over there um, having a Rob conversation. Rob did a rubbing tug He's getting a crack. He's getting a crack. You know, Jim, we've been trying to bring him on. Rob. He's getting crap. Rob, hang up the call back in and raise your hand because we tried to bring you on, but you over there getting a Rob crap, man. I ain't getting crafty. He's being crafty with it. Yo, we put the on. Realize we put him on the air. All we hear is, yo, how much? How much you want for, like, come on, Rob. You can't get there getting rubber tugs, beloved. Um. How much for that? Yo, no, I only got only forty. Yo, real quick though. Yo, sister's trying to charge you my hundred flowers, man. Yo, um, that's the other world talk. Anyway, listen, um, Pat Mahomes, the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, he just signed a historic, uh, um, a historic deal with Oakley. The sunglass, uh, sunglass manufacturer. You know, you remember Oakley from back in the day. Um, at least I thought it was yep. back in the day. I didn't know they were still around. It used to be a thing back then. But uh, they got him on a huge deal. Um, so when you see Pat Mahomes, do you think uh, of Oakley? He's the first NFL player to ever sign with this. Like this is a whole new, uh, whole new lane for NFL players that he's opening up. They trying to get back relevant. Yeah, I always thought that Oakley was a little corny, but. That's just me. I was going to say that, but I also think Patrick Mahomes off is a little corny, so it might be a good fit. I mean, he is because we're not calling him by his real name, Kermit D. Frog. <laughs> yo, Rob is back, yo. Let's see if Rob is done with his uh, his uh, Bob Kraft rubbing tug. Rob, you there? <laughs> oh, hello? Yo, yo, you like us? <laughs> Huh? Huh? Yo, Rob, you good, man? <laughs> oh, oh, I was, oh, I was in class. Oh, to my fault. Yo, what's up, man? How y'all doing? Yeah, all right. Oh, you calling me now? Yeah, yeah that's she, she love you long time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The, the Robs are taking a road. Cold word. Cold no word. Peace. No peace. What's up, bro? Rob? What's good, man? 
Lips on you, monkey. <laughs> Man, the, the Robert is taking a hard time, man. We need to make a petition. Get rid of all, all Mr. Kelly and Mr. Kraft. They got to go. But anyways, man, what's up, man? How y'all doing? Man, we good, brother. All right, it's your boy, Big Rob, a.k.a. Marsh Madness is back, a.k.a. Mr. Tar Heel, Mr. Rob, a.k.a. You know, um, dropping bowls like Dusty Rose. But anyways, man, what's good, man? How y'all doing? All right, man. We need to talk about the tournament. So, who's in your final? Who's in your final four, Rob? Dang, I haven't done my brackets yet. Um, well, I mean, the tournament started, so you probably ain't gonna do them yet if you ain't did them already. Oh, we oh, we know oh, well. we know you we know you're a Tar Heel fan, so uh, you obviously have the Carolina going for. I mean, they are a good team this year, but do you have Carolina winning the whole thing? No, everybody's saying Gonzaga, so I might have Gonzaga, but you know. You never know. Uh, yeah, I'll probably say Gonzaga. Duke. Duke is looking like a force. Um, uh, I, I do want to be, be off on a basketball question uh, before we end the show, but Duke is looking like a force. Uh, and, and that's all I got to say, man. Okay. Duke. I don't like Duke. Right, I don't so like what, Duke. What, what, but, question, you know, what question? What question do you want to – you said the basketball question about which one, which part? Um – by, by by the way, you already know how people on the West Coast feel about LeBron. I just want to give a shout-out to, to Tobias. I don't know if it was a couple of weeks ago, but he said it best, like, you know, as far as Lake Heat, because he understands that, like, championship fans, like Laker fans, like Yankee fans, they are championships or nothing. And unless LeBron wins a championship or a rolling championship, we're going to hate him. That's how we are. I don't give a damn who's on our team. It could be Michael Jordan who would never happen to Jordan with the Michael Jordan team who is um who's playing and our team's playing piss poor. We're, we're you know, we're Laker fans. But um uh uh Beyonce, I was wondering, do you think Zion could do you think Zion do you think his skills can raise above his athleticism? Do you think he would surely depend on his athleticism to get forward as 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 when it comes to the draft, do you think he can develop? Um, I don't know yet. I don't know. I, I I definitely think he's more skilled than people give him credit for because the uh, the athleticism is so overwhelming. Like we've never seen a three hundred and ten pound offensive tackle that's able to move <laughs> like he can and do a forty. Every time he got Every time he's three hundred pounds, it's higher and higher. With a forty, with a forty-four inch vertical, like what type of games are we playing here today? What type of African is this? Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what. Listen, man, I don't know what types of games are being played or how it's going down. But I'm gonna say is this though. Um, to, it, to, and I'm gonna use a great opinion, but I'm gonna give it to you anyway. Um, he has the potential. To be a I great agree <laughs> I agree with Austin that he is more skilled. He's he's even more skilled than I thought he was coming out of high school because I watched him in high school games. Um, and watching him play in college, he's he's a lot more skilled than I thought he was. I think he's in better shape. He still can get in better shape, but he was in better shape with Duke than he was in high school because Coach K whipped him up a little bit. But also, what I recognize is the one the one thing that impresses me about Zion the absolute most is he does everything within the flow of the game. I've watched some of these, like, yes. you know, college phenoms, whether it's like Carmelo Anthony or, you know, we can go back or, to the old Or, or, or like his own teammate, Barrett. Or his own teammate, even. Barrett. I mean, yeah. 
Well, well, even even that, like I remember, like watching Glenn Robinson. I, I've watched college basketball a long time. When you watch guys where it's kind of forced to win, and they put up their numbers, but it's like it's sort of like that um that fresh Prince of Bel Air mentality. Like yo, pass the ball to Will. What I like about Zion is everything that he does is within the flow of the game. It's not forced at all, and to me, it's impressive. Which is why I think he'll have success at the next level. Now, whether he'll be you know, LeBron James or be a, a all-time great, I don't know. I mean, only time will tell because we've seen college players who were the best at college who absolutely didn't show that skill in the league. I um, mean, you've seen guys – because I think it's every level you go up, it's a different level of hunger. So it all depends upon him too. How much is it going to work? I don't know. I mean, only time will tell. But what I can say is, I mean, the guy's got the good. I feel, I feel, I feel, I, I feel. I ain't gonna take knock on him. To me, to me, and, and this is only the comparison, but I think it's a little more more athletic. We'll see. Like to me, he reminds me of like a Charles Barkley. You know, what I'm saying before the diet or if he ever was on a diet. But yeah, we'll see. Hello. Yeah, I'm, we listen. We listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what? We're still switching gears. I just got one comment on Adrian Broner situation. People just need to fall back. I kind of understand how Adrian I, – I, actually, I do understand Adrian Bonner feels. You know, he's just responding to a dude who's trying to get at him. He's just saying, yo, I ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? And I understand, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, yo, how it is. Smack, listen, 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 brother. If I smack old women and I get caught smacking old women 20 times and on the 21st time an old woman smacks me, yo, come on, man. That's no – Listen, you don't need to understand things about. But, 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 but I think, I think, Rob, I think you're, you're talking about a different story. We're not talking about what he said about that dude. What was this boy's name? Um, I've been delivered. Dude said something like slick to him or whatever. We oh. not. We were talking about him, be him being caught on a plane riding coach. What? He was on what a happened? plane riding coach. Adrian Broner was on a plane. Riding coach, and someone walked up on him and recorded him for you know for social media and made a joke about it. But there was another story with him in this week where the the, the I forgot the boy's name, the I am been delivered boy, had said something slick to him and Broner snapped on him like, "Yo, I ain't gay." Something yeah, like yeah. that. Well, I think that's wait, 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 is one of them cloud chasers. He just lost a lawsuit with Cordell Stewart. You know, yeah, yeah I know. Cordell Stewart talked about he's making it. So it feels like, y'all yeah, don't even know this dude. But believe Cordell Stewart alone, let's not talk about him. But, but, but like, yo, you said Adrian Boner, yo, be awesome. He, did he smack old ladies? Like, what's up, man? Like, oh, what happened? No, nah, it was an analogy. It was an analogy. <laughs> okay, it was an analogy. What B. Austin is saying is the reason that people run up on Adrian Broner when riding coach. Is because he talks all this, this you know, um, he talks down on people and talks all this big money talk. So when people see you, they're going to try to, you know, he's been <laughs> verbally smacking people, so they're smacking back. Like, yo, you and coach, just like I am. Like, you know, that's what he's saying. Like, you get that kid. Like, for instance, if we see Dunstan Rodden coach, we ain't going to think nothing of it because his personality and the way he carries himself is one way. If you see Floyd Mayweather Rodden coach, you don't think people are like, give him the business? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yes and y- yes and yes and no. Like, like, but I really, I really want to say something else. But yes, like, um, 
you should get a bit because cause he does, you know, flash his money around. Like, I do like Floyd Mayweather, his pretty boy Floyd, but he portrayed himself as money Floyd after the Hoya fight when he got, got a lot of money. Yes, we should get on him. No, because I remember John Legend's uh, wife, uh, people were criticizing him because his plane got turned around when they were, like, a couple hours from a destination for, like, Hong Kong to L.A., and people say, oh, you should have, you should have bought, John Legend should have got jet. They say, and his, and his wife was like, yo, man, that jets cost like 250000 You know what I'm saying? So No, understood. But what I'm saying is they also aren't Floyd Money made. Like, my point, the point B. Austin was making is, like, these guys portray a certain image and carry themselves a certain way that when a person sees them in coach, they treat them, they treat them a certain way. Like, you can say what you want. John Legend doesn't carry himself like Adrian Broner or or Floyd, for that matter. Like, oh, I see. I see. I if you see. walk around I... saying I'm the toughest dude in the world, like people are going to treat you a certain way. Like, you know what I mean? It's like I, I know people that um are like professional fighters, like MMA fighters, and they say that like one of the things they hate is people always like testing in bars and stuff because you know what I mean, like. People, people treat you. Teach people how to treat you by how you carry yourself. Let's just put it that way. You did what I'm saying. But anyway, Rob, man. Um, yeah, I think you called. I got one last comment. I got one last comment. Yo, Deshaun Jackson's back. You know what I'm saying? Crit walking through Ball Street. I, I'm back. I was excited seeing him back. You know, oh, after yeah, I showed yeah, him. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, buddy. Let me, let me, let me, let me uh, and, and Jimmy summarize what I'm gonna say in one word. But um, I'm going to give you Deshaun Jackson's playoff statistics. In seven playoff games, he averaged three catches a game, 51 yards, and .3 touchdowns in seven playoff games. Why are you excited? For what? I, 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 listen, listen, I'm excited because he, he can elevate those statistic games and to get us another championship, and we can say we have more championships than the Cowboys had in the last not, 20 years. Not because, not because of him. He's just a cog in the machine, and he's a cog that quits and doesn't run the full route tree. Why are we, why are we so enamored with dudes because he runs that? I have not, no idea, yo. Some people, I have he, he, no he, idea. He, he wants, well, but, but even you said it one time. You said he, he, he may be a... Okay, I'm not going to say one trick pony because he got three tricks. You know, the post, the go route, the deep post, the skinny post. He, he knows three tricks. He knows those three tricks very well. And he can, and, 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 and it's, it's almost like, and, and I dare to say the OBJ, Saquon uh, 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 thing where he can, the safety has to cheat back and doesn't have to come up so close. So it helps the run game out Yo, because there's that Rob, deep threat. He's not a, Rob, he's not as he's good as Ricky Pro, dog. Oh, get the heck out of here. Get the at heck all. out of here. He's better than at Ricky Prohl. He's better than Wayne Corbett, Ricky Prohl, uh Just as good as Mushin Muhammad. That's how, how about how about that? I don't know. Oh, I'm, 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 taking, I'm taking the brother Mushin, man. I'm doing a lot. I'm taking Mushin Muhammad before I take uh, Deshaun Jackson, man. You know what I mean? Jack, jackpot, jackpot is known to quit. Um, You know what I mean? Like, I just don't get it. Yo, like, I, I, I mean, question. Like it. Listen. You know what's crazy? I question Rob if Rob has ever watched a playoff game. He can't possibly have watched a playoff game with dude in it. Dude gets effectively taken out of playoff games, like taken out. Like he doesn't do anything in playoff games. And these people are clapping because he's doing 
he is true. Ever since he played the Falcons, and he said he played the Falcons in the ball of his soul to meet his maker, he ain't been the same anyway. When that when that, that ball cracked him and it, it was like Tom and Jerry where you saw his like soul leave his body and then fly into the air, he ain't been the same. Anyway, Rob, we got going, man. That that for the that, call, that was a tra- that that was a tragic tragic event, and you know what? Y'all, y'all, y'all take care. Feel the burn. Don't vote for Camilla Harris or Joe Biden or Ben Rogue. Peace. All right, peace. Peace. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't get that be often because, like, yo, Cats was on my timeline going crazy. I thought Jerry Wright came out of retirement. Overrated dude. Like, 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 I, I'll keep it 100. Like, he's better than Troy, than Troy and, and Mike Wallace, but that ain't hard to beat. That ain't Definitely hard to be. Real quick, though, before we move on, um, I just want to give some birthday shout-outs, and the birthdays are brought to you by your maker, but I definitely want to say happy birthday, birthday to some people Yay! out there. First off, I want to send a happy birthday to Adrian Peterson, who's 34 years old, uh, Vitaly Potapenko, 44, Scott Williams, 51, Tom Flores, 82. just want to give them a quick birthday salute on their birthdays or birthday week. So salute to all of those gentlemen. You know, before we get out of here, we got to talk about, we got about 10 minutes. I want to talk about the NBA real quick. But anybody uh, wants to call in and speak with us, our number is 323-410-0012. And that is the Digital Extreme Technologies Hotline. And always check out our website at warmsports.com. Uh, it's definitely a time to have some basketball talk. And this basketball talk, is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. To you or your business need a custom website, don't go get a website. Get you a Digital Extreme Technology site because it's custom, it's custom, it's custom. Go to digitalextremetech.com or call 323. I'm oh, sorry, not 323. That's all. I'm out of unit number. Digital Extreme Technologies hotline is 267-205-4203. So to call Digital Extreme Technologies to get your website, 267-205-4203. But thank you because they are the sponsors of our hotline, which is why I kept trying to give you that damn number. They do sponsor our hotline every week. They've been a sponsor uh, for years at this point. So we want to thank them for their support of our show and also let people know that's where you go to get a custom website. And we appreciate all the support that they give us. Uh, but it's definitely time to get out of here. So real quick, the yeah, players of the week, the players of the week in the NBA are Bradley Bill and Rudy Gobert. Bradley Bill put up about 32.5 points a game, seven assists, 6.3 rebounds, and his team went three and one when he's in the East. Rudy Gobert in the West put up 16.5 points per game, 15.5 rebounds per game, and two blocks a game, and they also went three and one. So they are the players of the week. Salute to them. Um, you know, Rudy Gobert, you still got to stop your blood clot crying. But other than that, though, salute uh, <laughs> those gentlemen. Um, the Austin uh, Sixers, right? The Sixers had a nice little week this past week where they beat the Bucks and the Celtics. Uh, the Celtics were their rivals that they haven't been able to really beat. And, you know, they gave them that work last night. Uh, the Bucks are the best team in the league. And the Sixers, like, you know, handled them as well. Um, with him was giving uh, Giannis that work. Um, what do you think of the Sixers? Are they, like, you know, playing their best ball at the right time? Or what do you think about their uh, chances 
in the East uh, as they're playing right now? Um, I think that the Sixers, from a talent perspective, have the ability mm-hmm. to compete for a final spot. Will they? Okay. I don't know. Depth, depth is a concern for me. I, I'm always concerned about what we have coming off that bench. Um, but we got I a nice, we got a, we, we got a nice thing going on. Um, my concern is with Ben Simmons, and, and I think he'll learn. He'll learn. Ben, stop picking up your dribble so soon, man. Keep, keep your dribble a little bit longer. Um, Jimmy Buckets. Embiid, if, listen, if Embiid stays healthy, if Embiid can stay healthy, my gosh, what have we got here, man? What have we got here? Embiid is is. So thinking of, of Embiid, Tobias Harris, um, Jimmy Buckets, Ben, and J.J. Redneck, that's a starting lineup that really can compete. The issue with the Bucks and the Sixers, in both cases, is going to be experience. You know, it's going to be experience of key players. We yeah. don't have much of experience. And they damn sure don't. Yeah. Remember when Milwaukee was leading? Milwaukee was balling in the early parts of the season, and I said, oh, they'll come back down to earth. Don't worry, it's Milwaukee. I, I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. I mean, but Embiid is out here, like, out here crushing cats, talking. I mean, he's, a, he's the best trash talker online, probably um, outside of uh, Guap Dad 4000, for those who wouldn't know. Um, and if you know, you know. But anyway, um, but Embiid recently said that he is the most unstoppable player in the entire league. Like, he literally came out and said that. Talk that talk. That talk. Young Wolf talk that talk. Yeah, he he you know he he be out here talking all kinds of crazy talk. Like, and I, I'm not saying I disagree with him because, you know, if he if he ain't better than Big, get the closest one. Um, no, so I'm talk not that talk. what he's saying, but. I, he but he talking that talk though. He's definitely out here talking that talk. And the Sixers are playing like some of their best ball. I think their bench is pretty solid. Um, so I'm interested to see like how how. I mean, he talks so much trash, right? So I don't know if you like saw last night's game, but it was um him and Marcus Smart had uh, gotten to a little like shoving match, and he was talking so much trash. I was like, yo, but it asked. They asked him on what what happened with him, Marcus Smart. He said it got heated because I asked him if his barber gives him the um, udon noodle haircut on purpose, and I also told him his goatee looks like pubes. So he's out there, he's out there disrespecting cats on the, to the point where they get in their emotional bag. And this dude has literally every trick in the book. In yo, terms of his yo, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a hundred, yo. Yo, how much do you love him, be, yo? Personally. Yo, how much do you love Embiid? Best, best show, best show. Like, you know, it is what it is. Like, listen, man, Yo, I, I've been calling him Young Legend since the first, first since the first time he played. Yo, his talk, his talk game. Yo, he would sit right in on the war room. Yo, we need him on the show because, yo, he talks that talk. He talks yo, that quick, talk. I'm reading our chat. I'm reading that chat room, and I know this is going back to old topic, but uh, Scott, you said that Zion didn't perform well against McDonald's All-Americans. That's why he needs more people. He thinks he'll be a bigger Zach Levine. 
Um, and Scott, you said the Sixers over the Warriors in seven. Wow. That's a no. – I don't know about that. I, I mean, listen, that, that would be lovely. Like, I, I would have to go to a – Yo, but, uh, I, that would be absolutely but fabulous. To, but, yo, you don't believe that, cuz. You don't believe but, that. But, but what, one thing about Zion, though, um, Skyview, is the one thing I can say about him is in, um, that that was one game in the McDonald's game. But I also think that this one year playing under Coach K has did him wonders. I think that was far better player than the guy that put up at the McDonald's game. How that will play out, we'll see. But I think definitely a far better player than he was when he got into the McDonald's game. Um, getting back to the six, though, uh, I don't know, man. Like beating the Warriors in the tough. The Warriors are a tough out. I just can't see anybody beating them four out of seven. That's the thing. Like teams could beat the Warriors, but how do you beat them in the series? That's like the tough thing. Like, man, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Be awesome, man. We got a couple minutes left. We got about two minutes left. I gotta ask you about this, man. Um, do you remember the the boy Nick Collison that played in the NBA? Yeah. Yeah, I remember Nick Collison. Yeah. Um, so, Nick Collison played uh, for the OKC Thunder. Let me see if I can yeah, yeah. Nick Collison's. Uh, his yeah, career and like, numbers and are like, about five points. Like they loved, and like they loved him. Like, KD and Russ, like, love Nick Collison for some reason. Yo, I everybody in OKC loves Nick Collison. But let me tell you about his stats. He averaged about 5.9 points per game. 5.2 rebounds and one assist. So his career numbers are like 6, 5, and 1, right? Well, OKC is retiring his number four jersey for their franchise. So, my question is, is it okay to retire the jersey because they're a good guy? Like, is this what we doing in 2019? Like, guys, we just solid guys we like, Yo, you'll recall earlier in this episode, I told you that if I ever get the bag, I mean the bag, not a bag, the bag. I need a spaceship because I don't belong. I don't, I don't, yo, I don't understand participation. Like, I don't understand, yo, like, other than a handshake. Yo, you can get it. Yo, you can get a handshake. You can get a handshake for participation. They trying to get awards. They giving away. They giving away jerseys. Hey, uh. Yeah, your man, your man ever six five and one, beloved. Oh my God, six five and one, beloved. And got a <laughs> yo, yo. He he is he is close to being what what we know Robert Ori to be. Yo, and put it like this: No one could ever wear his. No one could ever wear that number again in OKC because he was loved that much, man. But yo, we got. I got to We got to get out of here. Thank you, brothers and wow. sisters, for joining us for another thing in the war room. Shout wow. out to everybody in the chat room, uh, Facebook, Twitter, the group chat, all y'all. Salute to everybody, man. The calls we called and got through. We appreciate your call. Those couldn't get to. We apologize. Tune in next week, live right here on demand. We catch up on everything happening in the NBA season and everything else all around the world of sports. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the stuff next week, and we'll see you right back here next time. Catch all of our conversations. That's Facebook, Twitter. You know everything we do. Um, you know you know where to find it at. That's warmsports.com. Everything we do, warmsports.com. And remember my book, sportsbook.com. Right back at the hub. 
warroomsports.com. That's right, warroomsports.com. <laughs> but until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we shall see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.